there's more to life insurance than just death benefit. In this uncertain life, play on words intended, it's good to have living benefits. Hello and welcome to the Durham Talents Channel. My name is Jesse Durham. This is October 2023. We recently were in September and I came across a post on my social media that said, where were you when the world stopped turning on that September day? I immediately had those lyrics, that music come into my mind. I immediately went back to September 11th, 2001, where I was, what I felt, and, and things like that. And of course, doing what I do, teaching folks and helping folks get started in becoming their own banker, I'm a life insurance agent. So I do, thankfully, the good news is I get to talk about living benefits, okay? Um, the, the death benefit comes into play, no question about it. This is whole life insurance, you know, that we use, properly structured whole life insurance with mutual companies that pay dividends as the ideal asset, the product that we choose for privatizing our banking. So it, it's, it's, it's a bundle deal, I guess is what I'm saying is, you know, life happens, life has its uncertainties. September 11th uh, caught plenty of us off guard, of course, and you've probably experienced, I, I know I have, other unexpected events in life, whether that was a career change, uh, someone's sudden demise, just different things, okay? So life insurance on face value, it, and in particularly whole life insurance, having guaranteed, okay, guaranteed death benefit. I am focusing on the death benefit here for a moment. Me knowing that I can pay a level premium for the rest of my life. I picked a number. Okay. I picked it that I can pay that forever in the future. That number is not going to change on me. Okay. But I have this growing death benefit that's guaranteed to my beneficiaries just in case that happens early. Of course, it, it, death is an eventuality. I'm always open to talking about what happens next, okay? But that's a different conversation, a more important one, but a different one. Death is certain. I want to have that guaranteed, you know, windfall, whether it's sooner or later, for my beneficiaries. No question. So there's huge value in that. Life is uncertain. Death is certain. It's going to happen. I like having guaranteed death benefit going to my beneficiaries. Now, I've also experienced, though, in my lifetime, lots of ups and downs, okay? If I, if I, if I'm, and I did, you know, recently because of this time of year, like I said, you know, that, that post from a friend online that was making us uh, remember September 11th made me think about other times in my life where there was a, an unexpected career change or, you know, we had another child born in the house and then, you know, maybe there was a health something to address, or maybe we're working here on our property, and my kids will still bring this up and make fun of me. We're loading up some rocks and things in the back of the truck, uh, doing some improvements on the property, and the back glass gets shattered. Uh, it's my fault, you know, but thankfully we had insurance, is, is what I'm getting at here is, you know, th now that was just car insurance, but here what I'm talking about is, again, there are living benefits, not just a death benefit. There are living benefits, what we call living benefits, to a properly structured whole life policy. Meaning that those same premiums that you're paying that are giving you that guaranteed future death benefit whenever death occurs also means that you have a cash value today. 
now. And you can leverage that cash value, which is a growing pool of capital that's compounding that you have guaranteed contractual right to access. Okay, You can leverage that cash value via policy loans for things that are happening in life. So when there's that career change, thank goodness you've been proactively, hopefully you have been, if you haven't, <laughs> we should talk, but you've been proactively and intentionally amassing capital in a private entity that you own and control to help facilitate that financial hardship of that career change or some um, health issue or what else did I think about? I mean, of course, in in 2020, there was a big event in 2020 uh, that we all know about that created a lot of upheaval for folks, right? I mean, complete industries were shutting down. And lots of things were happening. Uh, we've seen the interest rate environment going up and going down, and that's 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 shriveling certain industries and certain spaces. And there are these types of things that occur in life, the unexpected ones. Now, the expected ones, we could talk all day about that as well. The things that you you know you want to do, you you know you want to uh, pay for your child's college. You know that you're going to take a, a family vacation this year. You know that you're looking to do some investing. You know that you want to be able to cash flow from your privatized bank into your business and, and, and those types of things, the infinite number of things, right? Infinite number of things. But there are also those unexpected events in life where if you have been adopting, and I'll give them to you right now, Nash's five principles for implementing this infinite banking concept, you're going to be better positioned. He would say, think long range. Okay, well, the longer range we look, the more ups and downs we would anticipate, right? Looking forward, because if we look backwards, the further (laughs) that we look backwards, of course, the more there are. Okay, so that behooves us to think long range. The second principle that he had was don't be afraid to capitalize. Of course, we're going to have a growing need of capital into the future. The future's unknown. I don't know completely what to expect in the future. So does it behoove me to capitalize and to capitalize? Well, yes, absolutely. I need to be taking those depreciating dollars and turning them into appreciating dollars in the future. Okay, to account for inflation and taxation and so many different things. Okay. So not being afraid to capitalize, okay, doing something significant. And and here, on this point, I'll talk about premium choice for a second. I never tell folks their number. When I'm having our free consultation calls, okay, because you can go to our website right now. You can get on my calendar. We can have a free conversation. When I'm talking about premiums or I'm getting asked because I'm just I, I asked often, okay, Jesse, what and what I say is, when you know what's going on, you'll know what to do. But I try and give some helpful parameters, right? I'll say something like, okay, over here, you've got a conservative, safe, comfortable number. This is something that you could pay on a monthly or annual or whatever basis. You choose that. That even if <laughs> the back windshield gets knocked out of your truck or the hot water heater goes out, or th- that's actually another true story as well. Hot water heater went out. Okay. Appliances, they, we never, those are never scheduled in our, in, in our, in our calendars, right? When the appliances go out or the vehicles go out, it's time to replace the, uh, the transmission or something. Um, that's always unexpected. Anyway, where was I even going? I was distracted by the unexpected things that I'm 
I'm remembering, okay, this is, this is from our life. The, the washer went out. The hot water heater has gone out. You know, these things happen. So I know I was talking about not being afraid to capitalize. Oh, premiums. That was it. We're back. There's this number that, okay, yes, if you're having a bad month, if you're having a bad year, there's still probably this number that you could pay on a regular ongoing basis. Okay. And then over here, there's much more of an aggressive number. It's imaginative. Okay. It's ambitious. It's not out of reach. That's important, okay, but it stretches your thinking, okay? You're, you're, you see it as possible, but you're still wrapping your mind. So somewhere between those two is probably what's going to make sense for you. And if we're talking about your first policy, maybe we'll err even a touch more towards being conservative, okay? But I just encourage folks, and, and we look through their numbers, we look at your financial footprint, we talk about your plans, your goals. I don't have a cookie-cutter approach, okay? When you know what's going on, you'll know what to do. But either way, you should be well capitalized. Okay. And then his third principle. Okay. Be an honest banker. When you're the banker, be an honest banker. That means you're paying yourself first. You're paying yourself with interest. Okay. And on that point, when you give yourself a true market interest, now you're the banker, you can pay no interest. You can pay massive interest. You can pay market rate interest. You can try and give yourself a deal. Okay. But again, you're the banker and Nash says, be an honest banker. Don't steal the peas. Okay. If you don't understand that reference, read his book, Becoming Your Own Banker by R. Nelson Nash. Read the book. But his third principle is be an honest banker. Of course, you you should be an honest banker. Okay. Of course you should. What would you be if you weren't an honest banker? Okay. It's the opposite of honest. And then the fourth principle is don't do business with banks. Now, see, here's where people really can feel a pinch. For folks that haven't been thinking long range, for folks that have not been capitalizing for themselves, when we are conventionally financing everything, and a financial hardship comes, something unexpected comes, that career change, that incident, whatever it is. If we are beholden to the banks to where we're asking permission, that is not an optimal, that's not a strong position to be in. Okay, we are beholden to them. They're going to tell us if we qualify. They're going to tell us what the collateral is that we have to front. They're going to tell us what the interest rate is. They're going to tell us when and how to, to pay it back. Okay, all those things. I'm saying you can control all of those variables for yourself and you can profit from it. And if you're not sure if the banks are profitable, well, are they pretty or not? Okay, don't they have well-kept grounds or do they not? Okay, who pays for that? You and I do. Okay. All right. So don't do business with banks. You don't want to be beholden to. Okay. Or I suggest that you consider not being beholden to a third party when you do come through an unexpected event in life. <clears throat> I've been on the phone with, with enough folks and I, I've had some of my own experiences. Okay. In years gone by. We haven't gone to a bank to, to finance anything in years. Hallelujah. <laughs> so when you control the banking function in your life, it's a it's a different lifestyle. It's a different 
It's a different paradigm. You are unplugged from the matrix. Anyway, you know, but I but I talk to folks, of course, and they'll tell me about, you know, Jesse, we wanted to do this as a family. We wanted to get this camper. We love the outdoors or whatever the case happens to be. And you got denied. Now, that's not that's not an unexpected, you know, event. But I'm just saying being beholden to the commercial banks. When you get a bad taste in your mouth. And if you've had one, you know what I'm talking about. And that's probably why you're listening to this type of information, right? You can be financially independent and autonomous. That's what I'm saying. Don't do business with banks. Nothing against the beautiful people, okay? Nothing against the beautiful people. I've got friends that work at the banks. Love them. Love them, okay? But the banks are making loans on money that didn't exist until folks are signing their name to it. I think that's wrong. It used to be called fractional reserve uh, lending. It's not. That's not even the case anymore. It's like the reins are, are let loose. Okay. Nash's fifth principle is rethink your thinking. Okay. Now, I certainly believe that that's a good perspective to have on looking ahead, knowing we, we, we don't know what those unexpected events will be, what they will look like in their unexpected events. Okay. But if we are constantly reading and listening and working to expand our knowledge and our understanding and we're rethinking what it is that we even think that we know that always makes me go back to the quote from will rogers where he says the problem isn't in america isn't so much what people don't know but it's what they think that they know that just ain't so okay and we address a lot of those things here we've got a quote series where we address popular whether they're good or bad, uh, popular financial sayings or quotes. We've got a whole series there. Also, we've got a Myths, Mysteries, and Misconceptions playlist on our channels where uh, we address and we confront okay those mysteries or myths or misconceptions around infinite banking or whole life insurance, personal finance, etc. So I'm encouraging you to check out that, that information so that you can rethink your thinking because we are all inundated, okay? In the world that we live in, we are inundated with this information nonstop, left and right. So those are Nash's five principles, okay, to implement the infinite banking concept. I think that is super helpful when looking to address unexpected financial events. And I know that it's not every day that folks wake up looking to buy life insurance or looking to have a conversation about life insurance. Certainly, you know, again, that's where I've got the, the benefit and, and, and I can even share the good news that, you know, there are living benefits to properly structured whole life policies that you're looking to use, you know, from these mutual companies that pay dividends for implementing the infinite banking concept. So, it behooves us, and I've given lots of examples on our channel, of course, and podcasts, of things that we've done with policies, expected things that we've done. I've also done some on some unexpected things, and here we are talking about it again. And here let me mention that there are some things in life that, that we can't expect and that we can't expect again. Just walking this out, fleshing this out a little more. Can we expect to get older? Okay. And as it concerns life insurance, that means certain changes when it comes to premiums required to own a, a whole life insurance policy, right? We come to the subject of health. Is our health subject to change into the future? Absolutely. It certainly is. The sooner we talk about something uh, like this, both for the death benefit and for and much more importantly, for the living benefits, you know, R. Nelson Nash would say 
our need of finance is far greater than our need of protection. So while I think that everybody should be adequately and properly, sufficiently covered, sufficiently protected, our need of finance is even greater than that. And furthermore, if you've never heard me say this, this is this is something really cool that I've been able to experience now from seeing the growth of our system of policies over the years of utilizing them for our lifestyle. Your death benefit can grow quicker than projected, quicker, and, and it in fact will. The more you use a policy, the faster it can grow, the greater that it can grow. And Nash would say that you could get to the point where the coverage that you've bought for yourself by using the policy for the things in life that you were going to do anyway can actually exceed what you could have ever have been underwritten for in the first place. And that's, that's, I remember when I heard that for the first time and, and what a, what a eye-opening statement that was. And, and I've experienced it in a measure, okay, by seeing the growth of our policies from having used them for infinite banking, which is really cool. But the time, okay, let's go to another factor, time. Time's going to go by either way. We don't know what it holds for us, but we do know that, and I use this saying often, when's the best time to plant a tree? What well, was 30 years ago, 40 years ago, okay? But what's the next best time to plant a tree? Today, when you know what's going on, you'll know what to do, right? Death and taxes, I mean, that's that's even a saying. Death and taxes are what's certain in life, okay? I feel like we can address those. Now, one particular point is, you know, we don't know when we're going to die. Taxes in the future, do we know which bracket we're going to be in? Do we know what those rates are going to be? I was recently reading something very interesting about, you know, what the tax... Uh, ratios looked like and percentages that folks were charged based on their income. Okay, if you earned this amount, if you earned this amount, what it was in, say, 1941. Okay, now if you know something about history, something big happens later on in 41 at the end of it in December. It's uh, Pearl Harbor. Let me just say, speak clearly here. Well, next year, there were some big changes. Now, did anybody foresee that? Did, did anybody control that? No, that was out of our control, okay? And we, we certainly may not have seen that, but in general, looking ahead, even though we don't know what it will be, is it possible that taxes will go up or that we'll be taxed on more? I would suggest that it's very possible. So again, even though there are aspects that are un, unexpected or uncertain for us in the future, could we be preparing now? For that eventuality, I believe so. So let me let me sum up with this: for those that are vetting the infinite banking concept, or you've already implemented it, and you might be in the middle of your process with us, look at the worst case scenario. Worst case scenario: let's say you implement infinite banking and you die. What's the result? A tax-free windfall to your heirs, to your beneficiaries, to whoever it is that you designate. That's the worst case scenario. What's the what's the what's the best case scenario, okay, if you live? And for your whole lifetime, you get to privately finance whatever it is that you do. You enjoy that control, you enjoy that profitability, and then you also still leave <laughs> that tax-free windfall to your heirs and beneficiaries. Okay, those are the only two things that can happen. We'll either die or we won't. We're better off either way, is what I'm saying. So I'm encouraging everybody to be prepared, okay? So to be able to check out our free presentation to introduce you uh, comprehensively to the infinite banking concept, go to our YouTube channel 
Of course, I would appreciate it if you like, share, subscribe. Make sure to put any comments or questions in the comment section or just reach me directly. You can also get in my calendar from our website, www.durhamtalents.com, where we can talk about your questions. This has been a great pleasure for me. I hope you have a great day. Take care.